today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go to the AEW Dynamite Review. We're going to talk about some of the matches and what is being set up for All Out. Also, we have some news from behind the curtain. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And if I sound congested, it's because I'm sick. Yes, I'm sick, but uh, I wanted to do this podcast to uh, bring it out to my fans and all that. You know, I want to apologize that I didn't get to do a podcast on Sunday while I was in Florida. Uh, the place that I got stuck, the Wi-Fi was not working. And there was a lot of technical issues going on. Cell phone wasn't working. Anything wasn't working in that area. And all I can say is that Orlando sucks right now. So, uh, the area where I was staying at, um, they don't believe in cell phone towers. I don't know what the hell's going on over there in Florida. But I wasn't able to bring you all the stuff that was going on. I know that the uh, WWE let go of a bunch of NXT talent when I was out there on Friday, uh, which shows me that NXT is dead. That is over with and done. I don't see uh, NXT being that brand that it was in 2019. McMahon probably figured, you know, maybe Triple H was getting too much power on his side and felt that, well, you know, he's not going to over take me and my whole WWE brand. So let me just mess up his whole stuff with, um, you know, with NXT, which is very sad. Because now there's a lot of rumors going around. I know Adam Cole and Pete Dunne, those two guys' contract are up. Um, and the guy who got fired because he didn't follow up with those contracts is gone. They fired him for that. So right now, supposedly Pete Dunne and Adam Cole are good until, I believe, September 1st. So I don't know if they're going to bring him. But would it make it kind of stupid if they do sign Adam Cole after they said they don't want no midgets and anybody over 30 in the um, NXT, but you're going to bring them up in the main roster. So it makes no sense. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff going on that I didn't get to touch on uh, while I was in Florida. Uh, when I got back home, I was feeling like crap, you know, um, I caught a cold. So you know, I guess different. I wasn't that AC in the house and it was cold like hell in there. So there was a lot of bad things that happened there as far as, you know, the, Technical stuff wasn't working. The Wi-Fi wasn't working. So it was a bunch of shit. So, but I'm back and I'm back here with the AEW Dynamite show that happened yesterday. Now, as we all know, that this show was the main event of the night was MJF's, um, um, you know, labors he gave to Jericho. The labor, the Jericho labor of Jericho's. They call it the five labors of Jericho. So the show started off pretty much with, of course, MJF doing a promo. But I think this promo was a uh, pretty much a, a start of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I think Warlow will no longer be part of the pinnacle because, you know, Warlow was very cocky. He said he's going to take care of Jericho. And 
MJF turned around and said, just the same way you took care of Cody. So now he was talking about something that happened almost, well, not almost, a year and a half ago when Warlord wrestled Cody in the cage and Cody hit that uh, moonsault from the top of the cage, ended up beating uh, Warlord. But you could tell. I mean, it's, you could tell that, you know, um, there's going to be some type of beef. They've been teasing this for almost maybe a year and a half, on and off, as um so I kind of find it surprising that, you know, that they are pushing that again, that agenda. So we're going to go along for what happened um, after that, after that match, after that promo. They had um, uh, they announced that Christian Cage will get the shot at Omega for All Out. Now, with that being said, I mean, I found it not surprising at all. Because of what happened with Adam Page, Adam Page lost in a test, uh, was it an eliminator a couple of weeks ago, and they said that he wasn't going to get the shot at Omega because you know they're still dragging the storyline, which it has his feet and it's good because it goes down. He he, uh, Hamman Page is going solo. The uh, the uh, Dark Order is still out there, you know wanting him to help him, but they can't because that's what Hammer Pace uh, requested. So that the fact that Christian Cage is going to get the shot at the belt is not surprising. I mean, the man has been undefeated. He has beaten some of the, you know, some of the best that they have there. Um, I mean, I don't know about the best, but he has beaten a certain amount of people that now he's been undefeated since he came in. And he has had a confrontation with Omega at one point, even with the elite. So, it's just incredible, but that's what they announced. So the first match of the night was Super Elite. They were talking about Hangman Page. I mean, I'm sorry, Hangman Page. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus uh, Matt, Mike, Seidel, and Dan, Dan Martin. Dayton Martin. So this match started off with, you know, of course, with the Young Bucks are pretty much mocking and making, you know, all this thing. Uh, at one point, you saw Matt Jackson do a Rick Rude rotation of his crotch, which I was like, these guys every week, they do something from uh, some type of gimmick that brings you back to the old WWE days. Um, so, but one guy in the group of the op- opponents, or the opponent group, which it was the Seidel's and Martin, it was Dante Martin. Da- Dante Martin impressed me because this guy – it's sad that his brother's still injured. I think his brother's still injured, but he had the um, the super elite on, on the toes with his high flying moves, and they at one point took control of the match. But it wasn't so it wasn't long enough after I believe Omega threw Dante Martin against the rope. Nick when it kicked him in the back. Uh, actually, it wasn't Dante. I'm sorry. It was Mike Sedell was throw against the rope, and Nick Jackson went and hit him in the back while going to the rope, and then they hit a, a Katoro Crusher on Mike for a two-count, and then right after that, Matt Seidel got the hot tag, catches Matt Jackson on the, with a grounded Cobra Clutch. i never seen that before. And then Omega lands on um, Omega went and tried to do a Dragon Suplex on Dante Martin, and Dante Martin landed on his feet, that day, which was incredible. He landed on his feet, um, uh, then Dante was taking the elite all by himself at one point. I mean, he he hit a hurricanrana from from over the ropes to Omega outside. 
Omega then caught uh, one of the Seidel's brother with a V trigger, and then he hit a V trigger on Dante Martin, and and he was gonna do the one wing angel of Dante, but he escaped. I never see anybody escape, but then Dante Martin gets hit with a V trigger from the Young Bucks, and then the the Young Bucks and Omega hit the VTE trigger on Martin for the win. So this was a cool match. It, it was more of what Dante Martin could do in that ring. I mean, if you look at the whole match, this was pretty much showing you what Dante Martin could do. As a single wrestler, I'm sure if they were to do a cruiserweight division or a light heavyweight division, this guy should be there. And I believe that this is, I think, what AEW is trying to do. Maybe some of these guys are never going to be world champions. Some of these guys are never going to be tag team champions. Some of these guys may not be TNT champions. You could do a cruiserweight division, and you could, I think they could outshine everybody in, in, the whole, in, the, in this whole um, company. But it, Dante Martin fits in there. So same, same with Seidel. You could put the, uh, who was it, uh, Darby Allen could be in there too. Daniel Garcia, who was there last night, you got a bunch of guys that could do. They could. They should do a light heavyweight division. It will be. It will be great. But this was more of a night that, even though he lost, it looked like Dante Martin was his time to shine in the crowd. The aftermath of the match, of course, Kenny, uh, you know, uh, Tony Schiavone went in and it was an interview the whole Super League. But you know, Don Callis took the mic away, started talking crap. Christian comes out and. Don Callis calls him a, a Stanford stooge, referring to him as a old WWE wrestler who kisses face with mass ass. But then Christian comes out with the Jurassic Express. Christian calls Don Callis a piece of shit. Kenny Omega is now the number one. Uh, Kenny Omega is supposed to put the belt on uh, all out. But next this Friday, actually, this Friday, Omega is supposed to put his Impact World title against Christian this Friday. This part, it didn't make sense to me. Because let's say if Omega beats Christian for the Impact World title, uh, for the Impact World, well, not for the World, but retains the belt by beating Christian, then the all-out match doesn't matter for the AEW belt. So something going to happen there. But this is going to be part of the Rampage. That's going to be the first match of Rampage on Friday. So it'll be cool to see how they go, but... If I'm seeing it to Rampage for free, why would they put that again in All Out? There's got to be some type of story involving there where they're going to do something that's going to take it to September 5th or whatever the day is for them to watch this uh, show. So, I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. I, I don't uh, – that part I didn't get. I didn't get. And also, along with that announcement, uh, Jurassic Express will get a shot at the Young Bucks, I believe, is next week, uh, next week at Dynamite. So – uh, is something for us to watch. So, like you see, the first ten minute of uh, of the AEW uh, watch it, the first probably 15, 20 minutes of the show was pretty good. Very test. I like it because it's fans, and I mean we don't know how long those fans are going to be around with the situations going on with the pandemic, but it's cool. Pittsburgh was hot last night, uh, and that's something that we're going to continue watching as we go along. So. Malachi Black did a promo right after that, and then um, he talked about uh, about Cody Rhodes. He made a, I mean, I love this quote. He said, he said, people to tell the truth 
are labeled as fools. And that is true. Because we in life, we could say the truth and people just don't, are so caught up with lies that they think we're fools, not them. But that was a great, great uh, comment he made. Also, Miro, it looks like he has a challenger for his TNT belt. I believe the belt's on the line, I'm not sure. But Fuego del Sol will make his Dynamite re debut next week, which is very, very uh, interesting to see. Also, the next match was David Garcia with 2.0 versus Darby Allen, who was with Sting. Now, 2.0, of course, you guys remember, these guys were part of Evo Rise and NXT. I was, Like I said, I was very surprised that AEW did not waste the time picking these guys up. And now they're part of 2.0. They're called 2.0 along with uh, Garcia. Uh, this match was pretty good. I mean, I, I, David Garcia reminds me of Sack Saber Jr. The way he wrestles, his submission moves, and all that, he was kind of uh, pretty much took over the match, most of the match, as he had Darby Allen on his toes. Uh, so, you know, uh, they were, they were, he was controlling the arm, and he was working on Darby Allen's arm uh, with submission moves and other parts. Then Matt from the 2.0 interferes, Sting stops him, while Garcia, seeing that the referee um, was distracted, he went and took advantage of the match, and he kind of like threw all Darby shoulder first to the post, and he started working on the arm. Uh, and then Darby made his comeback. He hit a stunner, and then he hit the coffin drop on Garcia for the win. And the aftermath of this match was 2.0 decided to attack Darby, and Sting went and took both of them out. So now these guys, 2.0 is going to wrestle Darby and Sting next week on Dynamite. So the Sting and Darby Allen um, uh, duel is still... To me, I like it. I like uh, it. Looks like the teacher having his student, but Darby don't Darby don't really need Sting. But I think I like him with Sting. Uh, but this 2.0 group, these guys are uh, Parker and I forgot that his last first name is Matt. I, I forgot his name, his last name, but they look good. These guys look they are look good, and they could be uh, uh, you know something to reckon with in the future. But I don't know how WWE. Did not take advantage of this tag team. It's, but then again, WWE didn't take advantage of a lot of team people, all tag teams. So now NXT is probably going to be dead. It's just now they're talking about a, a, a developmental system now. I don't know why. You can't. Yeah, you know, it makes no sense to me. But, but again, someone's garbage is someone's gold. So now AEW has 2.0 of all. You know, formerly known as Ever Rise. So now they are now. And AEW. So we'll be right back with more AEW Dynamite review. Today's Chokeslam Wrestling Report is brought to you by DB Journey. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DP Gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athlete adventures and creators over the past decade db has designed and developed released and refined the best bag in the market with db's patent hookup system you are able to attach smaller product to your backpacks rollers or totes but if you go to dbjourney.com you're able to see all types of bags and gear that you could use 
for your traveling needs. So we are teaming with DB to exclusively offer our listener 10% off for your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show. And DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. So go to dbjourney.com to find the bag that you're trying to purchase. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. We're back, so I'm gonna continue on with this AEW Dynamite review. The next uh, promo they gave was Death Triangle. They had Pac with them this time. Uh, Pac says that Lucha Bros should be focusing on the AEW tag titles currently held by the Young Buck. Said, "Don't worry about me. I want Andrades." So it looks like we're gonna have Pac versus Andrades in uh, All Out. Apparently, they announced that it's going to happen. But, you know, this is going to be a match in the making. Give me a second here. Um, It's going to be a match in the making because it's going to be two individuals, international skills, should we say. There's no no limitations here of what they could do. Pac is one guy that you you may think you got him, and this guy is, is that deadly in that ring. Andrade, of course, is another guy who's not a slouch. He's going to give you a run for his money. And, you know, a Pac versus Andrade for All Out is a dream matchup. Some of them may, some of you may not think so, but this is a match that you're going to have the first of all, this guy's going to be at All Out. You know, so now you have Andrade, who just got recently signed by AEW, is going to go in it with Pac. And Pac, no... Listen, out of the roster that AEW has, who I feel that he's um, under, you know, under look, they don't really push him like they want, they're supposed to, is Pac. Pac should have been having already a title shot. You know, this guy is that good. But, you know, it's a lot of guys, and they're trying to push everything storyline. So you got to give it to that. But Pac versus Andrade, tell me that is not something that you would have liked to see, especially the WWE Universe, where you had loved to see maybe on a SummerSlam or Royal Rumble, or WrestleMania, and let them wrestle to, to, to you know, for the fans. But they're not getting in WWE, they're getting in AEW all out. So, also, uh, the next match was Yuta Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Versus, I think it was you. No, it was Wheeler Yuta and Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus the Hardy family, which included Private Party and Matt Hardy. Matt took control of the match as he took. He went and started uh, attacking Orange Cassidy. Orange made a small little comeback and, and climbed the second rope and did a what I call a sleepy body press, which was having me dying laughing at home. Yuta comes in with Taylor. They double team on Matt Hardy for private party. Get hits the silly string on Yuta and to take control of the match. Yuta made a comeback with a double dropkick on private party. Bunny interferes. 
And Chris Dallin comes and tries to stop Buddy from interfering. There's a face-off. All of a sudden, Nyla Rose comes out of nowhere, hits Chris Danlander toward the edge of the, of the ring. She goes down. Then um, Jack Evans attacks Orange Cassidy. Yuta with a crossbody from the top for a two-con on Quinn. Private Party then hit the gin and juice on Yuta. Orange hit his orange punch on the Private Party. Then Hardy comes out of nowhere, hits the twist of faith on Yuta for the win. Now, a lot of people may be thinking that Willa Yuta, every week he loses. Listen, don't underestimate Willa Yuta. Willa Yuta's been everywhere. He's been in Ring of Honor. He's been in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm just a little confused why he's hanging out with Orange Cassidy. I guess now when you go to AEW, you got to be part of a, a faction. So, I mean, nothing wrong with that, but, you know, um, you know, don't underestimate Willa Yuta, which I, I want to tell a story of what NXT didn't do when you really you was available. So, but again, you know, it is what it is. Andrade did the promo. I talked about this earlier. Brock versus Andrade is all out. They did another um, FTR versus Power Powerful um, promo. This time they showed the form of Wheeler, Cash Wheeler, getting stuck on the turnbuckle. I saw that and I was like, ouch. I mean, i never seen any wrestler get caught like that. I don't know if. That 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 bar that, that hook was facing up, and it caught him good. And I mean, oh, I saw that. I was like, oh my god. So I, I don't know how how long um these guys are gonna go into the ring. Is that gonna affect Cash Wheeler's mentality now? Because now he got caught with that hook in that in the turnbuckle that sliced his forearm open. And that that was that was nasty. Like, oh god. Then the next match, right? I saw it. The same thing that I said earlier, it was with the Nyla Rose and Chris Danlan in the match. Um, Nyla attacked Chris right away. I mean, and she was just assaulting, you know, uh, Chris. But then a pendulum moves off by Chris Danlan on the outside on Nyla Rose. Vicky Orange had a, um, should we say, a a, a, a face-off? <laughs> that was hilarious. But then Vicky hit a screech, scream, and then... You see Orange Cassidy pretty much holding his ear. Nyla chokes like Chris on the edge of the ring while this is happening. Chris came back and powerbombed Nyla and then hit a 450 splash to pin Nyla for the win, which I found it very strange because I thought she was going to get up. But I guess those that powerbomb uh, pretty much did Nyla Rose in, and then that 450 splash was too much for Nyla. So Chris Nyla is still undefeated since she came back. So uh, we're going to see a... Um, Britt Baker versus Chris Stanlander at All Out for the belt. Well, we'll see about that. The Young Bucks did a promo, and they did the Knicks started doing for a layup. But they, you know, they got I don't know why they got the basketball uh, court in the back. I don't know why, but they were doing playing around with the basketball, whatever. And all of a sudden, you see Luchasaurus block uh, Nick Jackson's shot. Then Luchasaurus, uh, not the Jungle Boy, then comes out of nowhere. And uh, Luchasaurus passes the ball to Jungle Boy. He does a layup while Matt runs into Luchasaurus. So this much pretty much is letting you know what you expect next week when that happens. Britt Baker, the AEW Women's Champion, was next for her promo. And she got a loud ovation. Of course, it's her hometown. Britt Baker comes out. Everybody going crazy. And she talks about how... She is that 
the the baddest bitch on the block. B M B M B. A lot of Bs, but it's D M D, and we're talking about Britt Baker here. And she right now she's the baddest bitch on the block. And she that belt looks perfect on her. I don't care why anybody tells me that belt fits perfect on her. Nothing to take away from Hiroki Shida, but Shida did a great job by holding that belt for almost a year. But right now, Britt Baker, because of her her uh, her heels persona and the way she's a very cocky and all that, it's perfect for her. But people were cheering in, in Pittsburgh, and she says, you know, there's hope. She said, there's hope for Pittsburgh. She raised her belt up in the air, and out of nowhere, as soon as she was – Finish her uh, promo. Red Velvet comes out of nowhere and attacks Britt Baker. They stop uh, fighting. Referees come in. Whatever. Red Velvet don't have a chance. They're going to wrestle this Friday at Rampage. That's going to be the main event of Rampage this Friday. And that is Britt Baker defending her AEW world title against Red Velvet. So, Ricky Starks did a promo. I mean, not much to talk about this. Uh, Ryan Cage. I mean, ever since the team Taz had turned on Brian Cage, he just he's just an afterthought. And I hate to say it, but uh, you know, the Ricky Stark, the FTW belt is meaningless right now. They they they're in the mid card right now. They're not even not probably low card probably. But the FTW belt is not going to get recognition by AEW at all. So the Impact World Tag Team Titles, yes, you heard me right. The Impact World Tag Team titles were getting defended in AEW Dynamite last night. And it was the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallo versus Evo Uno and Stu Grayson from the Dark Order. Uh, and out of nowhere, we had Scott Demore commentating in this match. Stu Grayson takes out Good Brothers with a flip over the top rope. They didn't waste no time. Dark Order took control of the match. Brandon Colors trips Uno at one point when he was trying to do something on the outside. But Cole Cabana ends up wailing on Cutler. Then Frankie Kazaria, the elite hunter, comes out and takes out Brandon. But the Good Brothers take control on Uno. Hot tackle Grayson stood up on top of Anderson. This was crazy. He goes and jumps on Anderson's shoulder, gets Luke Gallo, and goes and hits a uh, tornado DDT on Gallows. Um... Then after that, Gracie hits a double Pele on Anderson and Gallows and launches Anderson to uh, Luke Gallows on the corner. And then we're talking about, um, I'm sorry, Uno grab at one point. He grabs through Gracie and launches Anderson to Luke Gallows on the corner. Gracie hit a 450 on Anderson for a two count and whatnot. Uh, but then Uno launches Grayson up uh, to LG. LG throws the title in the ring uh, to, to distract the referee. And then they hit the Magic Club of Grayson for the win. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, and I like what they're doing. So now, not only did they put in the Impact World Tag Team title now being defended AEW, the freaking Forbidden Door, you can defend the belt anytime you want to. It was already happening when NWA, then NWA champion Thunder um, Rosa, defended her belt in AEW. So, and speaking about NWA, NWA Camille did a promo, and Camille will be facing Layla Hurst at NWA Power, I believe it is. Uh, they're gonna face off. So she being a, a, a promo talk about you're not. She's not gonna be. Camille looks like the real deal. Uh, Camille versus a 
Uh, Britt Baker will be interesting. Camille versus Diana Perrazzo will be a great matchup. And I'm telling you, this whole Forbidden Door has now taken over professional wrestling. And a lot of people not really paying mind to what the hell is going on with WWE, only the negative stuff, which is sad because wrestling should be wrestling. Everything should be on point. But, you know, that, that promotion in Stanford is just, they're not, they don't care. They're not caring about the fans. They're caring about making money. So, you know, but right now, you got all the workings right here. You have NWA working with AEW, MLW is working with AEW, uh, with NWA. Uh, so it's a lot. Of, it's it's great. It's a great time for wrestling. I keep saying in that. QT Marshall came out uh, after Tony Schiavone was going to do a promo with him, and out of nowhere, QT uh, talked about that he, Tony wanted an apology, and they went and that uh, who was it? Nick Camarado went and grabbed Tony Schiavone's son, who's planning to be a wrestler, goes and gets attacked by. The, uh, the factory, and then they go and uh, they, QT Marshall hits a diamond cutter on Tony Schiavone's son. Out of nowhere, the big show, or should we call him now the Paul White, comes out, takes off his watch, goes into the ring, and pretty much you have the members of factory, which means QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarano in the ring, facing off with Paul White. And QT Marshall throws Aaron Solo to uh, Paul White, and Paul White just grabbed Aaron Solo. And I'm going to tell you, he chokeslammed him to hell. He chokeslammed him to hell, okay? Because he grabbed him, and that chokeslam was, I'm talking about, impactful. I mean, I'm surprised Aaron Solo didn't go through the damn through the ring. That's how hard he hit him. So it was, it was cool. So now it looks like the big show, or Paul White, should we say, is – going to be in the rain, probably feeding with QT Marshall now. The Five Labors of Jericho was the main event. Jericho versus Warlow. Feedback. As we know it, Chris Jericho had to do something. We talked about Warlow. This guy's a machine. Jericho started quick, but Warlow took over the match with strength and power. He took advantage of Jericho. Jericho tried to do high-flying moves, including a co-breaker, but only for a two-count. Warlow took control of the match. Warlow was hitting power bombs on Jericho like it was like he was shopping for candy in a store. I don't know how many I mean, there was a series of power bombs. I think it was like five or six power bombs that Jericho took from Warlow. Jericho tried to make a combat, but Warlow hit him with a with the F ten. Jericho catches Warlow on the walls of Jericho at one point, but then MJF goes in and interferes, rakes Jericho's eyes. But you know, then MJF, I don't know, what was he thinking? He goes into the ring. He thinks the referee is distracted. He goes and tries to hit um, Jericho with the AEW ring, and he gets caught. He gets thrown out of the match. Okay. He gets thrown out of the match, and then Jericho came and grabbed Floyd, his bat, hit Warlow right in the jaw, and hits him with the judo effect for the win. Right after that match, Sean Spear jumps in and jumps Jericho. Sammy Guevara comes in to try to even the odds, but then it was too much Warlow and MJF. Jumps uh, Guerrero and Jericho until Jake Hager comes out for the save. So now next week's stipulation, MJF's stipulation is Jericho cannot use the Judas effect. And I think that's going to be MJF's biggest mistake because Jericho don't have to beat you with the Judas effect. He can get you with the walls of Jericho and make you tap. Okay? He has done it before. Okay? 
Um, so I asked Cody Rose. Cody Rose had to give up, had to give up to uh, Jericho's. Um, well, then again, he didn't because it was um, it was uh, MJ who threw in the towel. But the way it looks like right now is that you know. I, I could see Jericho beating MJF on this one. And, and again, as far as the thing with the Warlord, Warlord losing the match, you know he's going to get blamed for this, and he might get thrown down. You know what I'm saying? He might get thrown down. Something's going to happen next week where we're going to be able to see it, unless they follow up the storylines on ramp on Rampage, which is going to happen this Friday, which I'll do some coverage on the two main matches there. Um, and I definitely want to check that out. So there's a lot of AEW going on, uh, but – Will Warlow still going to be around by the time Ola be part of the pinnacle? I might, I might not see it happening. He may be get kicked out. So, I mean, we still got a couple of more weeks to go, so we will see. But we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. back guys and so now we're going to go behind the curtain that we usually do with wrestling news and rumors right after we do the review for the aew dynamite review so we got some 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 news maybe some of them may be old from last week that i didn't get to and i want to give my my, my thoughts on it um first one is matt cardona say he wasn't able to work hard in wwe um, he said i love working hard and i feel like in wwe for me personally I wasn't able to work hard because I wasn't given the opportunity to work hard. Now, I feel like I can work my ass off. And listen, not everything is going to be a success. But at least I have the opportunity to try. That's all I ever wanted was an opportunity. Now, I have this safe in in my house full of graded traded cards and worth money and cash that I make on the indie. It's great. Now, Matt Cardona, I think when, you know, he was there, he, he was former uh, WWE tag champ uh, with Brian Myers at that time as part of the Edge Heads, the World Tag Team Champions. That is in his resume. He was a world champion, uh, but as a tag team champion, you're still a world champion. He was the Intercontinental Champion that he won in WrestleMania. I forgot what WrestleMania it was, but he won the, rest, the Intercontinental about WrestleMania only to lose it the following night, which makes no sense to me. I think he wasn't given an opportunity to shine um, he was just, you know, and, and not only that, but I forgot also that they did win the Rawls Tag Team Champion with Brian Myers. This is after the World Tag Team title would not call Raw or SmackDown, but he had a nice little resume as far as a, a competitor in WWE. It was just WWE wasn't using him enough and were putting him in good storylines to push him. I mean, the guy was there for God, what, about 10, more than 10 years, probably 12, 13 now he has an opportunity to go wherever he wants to and wrestle without being held back, being creative. Look what he did now. What would thought that Mike Cardona is going to go to uh, Game Changer Wrestling and start feuding with Nick Cage and beat Nick Cage for the uh, GCW belt? You know, now he's a, supposedly a world champion in Game Changer Wrestling. You know, he goes to Impact Wrestling. He teams up with his with his fiance Chelsea Green. And he's having a ball. He, I mean, he showed up at AEW. I mean, he's having a ball. And then he got his podcast. He got his following. He has a following. And I think 
he claims he wasn't able to work hard enough in WWE was because they, they didn't use they didn't utilize him. That I mean, could go down. I mean, I, I saw something that um, the I forgot his name, but there was free Fabrice. I think Tyler Breeze. I think it was that said that people need to stop complaining that they weren't given a chance, whatever. And when I hear wrestlers like that, like a Tyler Breeze who got let go and starts talking all the nonsense, I, I feel it's nonsense. He's trying to stay in the, you know, on the good side of WWE. That's the way I look at it because, you know, maybe nobody's nobody wants to sign him. He knows right now to, for him to be somewhere that he can make a name for him. It's very competitive. There's a lot of wrestlers out there right now who's trying to get into AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor. I mean, a Tyler Breeze could go to a Ring of Honor. He'll do great. You know, but don't, don't, don't go online and talk about wrestlers should not complain. You know, it makes no sense. Because to me, if you wasn't given an opportunity and you wasted your time in WWE and you wasted all your, you know, your career there and you could have been somewhere showing your, your skills and your ability, but WWE had you all in being one of the hordes, you know, of, of talent that they had. No, you are allowed to say what you want to say. But well, some of these wrestlers want to stay in good graces with WWE. You better wake up. You better wake up real quick because you see what they're doing, okay? You see exactly what they're doing, especially with this Nick Khan guy. He's trying to cut budget and all that stuff. It makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all. So I wanted to give my take on that because, like I said, I didn't get to give my take on that this weekend because of technical issues I was having in Florida. And now I'm back here in New York, and I want to give my intake on that, and that's exactly what I think of that. Mark Cardona deserves anything that's coming to him right now because he deserves it. He deserves it. Malachi Black, he talked about Paul Heyman and whatnot. He said that Paul Heyman uh, told told him he had one night of control, and everything after that was a debate. So that was the time that Paul Heyman had took control of the uh, um, Raw he says, since day one, me and Paul matched. I love that man. He always been really good to me. He's been blunt with me. I appreciate people being blunt with me. Don't dance around the subject. I Just tell me how it is, especially in this business. Paul had big ideas, not just with me, but with a lot of with a lot of younger people like Buddy Murphy. He once told me that he had one night of control, and that was the first night. After that, everything became a fight. Maybe a fight is not the right word, but a debate. I can't understand, but it makes you wonder. I let it go because we were fighting tooth and nail to get me out of the room and to progress, to progress. Uh, and, and he's referring to the promo where he was sitting in a room begging for someone to knock and fight him. I remember that. They brought him up from the NXT, and they had him in a closet for like six months. Talk about somebody knock on the room. He needs to get out of the closet. I mean, it was just plain stupid. It was another talent being wasted. And WWE wasn't taking advantage of it. And now that's why now he's an AEW. And he also commented on Cody Rhodes retirement tease. He said, I told Tony Khan, look, I got this idea. This is how I view it. What do you think Tony was like? I love it. I love everything about it. He was confident enough to give me a shot at it. Clearly, I owe a lot to Cody. And Cody and me think very much alike a lot of things, which is very pleasant. I laid out what I wanted to do. And they both really thought this is cool, and it worked at the end of the day. Obviously, I still work for someone else, and I still have to get their opinions. I have to get their clearance. And luckily, I got clearance, and everything that me and him did play out exactly 
the way I envisioned it in my head and the payoff. It worked, and it was crazy fun. I remember when the bell rang and the fans did what they did. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm just standing. We don't need to move. We can just stay, stay here, and it was a good moment. Not just for wrestling, but it was a good moment for my career. It was good validation as to understanding what you do and making it work. And he's talking about that match that he had with Cody Rose last week, which it was perfect. I mean, it shocked me because he black matched Cody, and I thought Cody was going to get up, and he never got up. He just put his foot on Cody's chest, and he pinned him. So Malachi Black's going to be – let me put it this way. The whole Malachi Black gimmick right now and his entrance and his thing is perfect. And I'm not just saying this because, oh, you're an AEW mark. No, it's perfect. Not that the – the one he was doing in NXT was bad. The one in NXT was awesome also. But WWE went and killed it when he came to the main roster. You didn't see the him coming up from the from from the bottom of the floor. They just they just pretty much uh uh pretty much watered down his whole entrance. And now this is perfect. It's beautiful. It's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. Um Diana Perrazzo. The Impact World Ch- Women's Champion, or the Knockouts Champion, the woman that I feel that is the number one woman in wrestling right now, who no one, I don't think anybody could be her. Uh, she hopes that Chelsea Green is the next to challenge her for the Knockouts title. That would be crazy because those two, they're very close friends. Chelsea Green, I mean, from what I'm hearing, she's going to be part of that tournament with NWA Power and whatnot. Uh, last time I checked, give me a second here. Last time I checked, she rebroke her wrist. So I don't know why she's, she's wrestling again. I don't know. And she looks like she's going to be part of the NWA Power Tournament. And now, who knows, she might uh, challenge Deanna Perrazzo. She said, Deanna Perrazzo said, well, I mean, obviously there's a part of me that hope is Chelsea. She, yeah, she's a former knockout champion. There's a lot there because she was a former knockouts champion. I didn't even know that Chelsea Green was uh, the knockouts champion. That's how that's how long I wasn't watching um, Impact back then because you know, um, you know, it didn't interest me. Now it does. So, um, so she says, you know, she was a former knockouts that we kind of traveled in similar paths over those last two or three years. She got a lot to prove, and she got a lot in her. And she kind of off in those growing steps that I had to go through when I first came to Impact. I'm just getting my confidence back and knowing who I am and what I bring to the table and believing that. And whether she's coming for the championship or not, what she's actually made, it clear she is. So I'm interested to see how that develops. But I'm excited to, for her just to find Chelsea Green, find that hot mess, and be comfortable with confidence in who she is again, I think. My gosh, I love that. So – a Chelsea Green versus Diana Perrazzo match will be perfect in impact. That could be done in Bound for Glory. You still got, I think October is Bound for Glory, so she's still got enough time to heal that, that hand and get it back. And who knows? But right now, I think it's this week or next week, the NWA woman stuff is happening. There's a lot of stuff happening in wrestling um, coming up. Uh, so it's hard to catch up. Well, all this stuff going on in wrestling, so who knows? There's a, I know Ring of Honor is having a show this weekend coming up. I think I believe uh, not this weekend, the following weekend. Um, so it's 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 going to be very very incident. 
Here's an interesting story that I saw. Um, Roman Reigns on the missionary position line. She said, I don't get in trouble. What are they going to do? So he made a, uh, uh, a comment about John Cena being the missionary position. And WWE decided to edit that out on the YouTube videos and uh, WWE YouTube videos. So I guess they got, they weren't happy with that. But then Roman Reigns looks like he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. And I want to read this because it shows you that he pretty much got control of what's going on, being that he is the man right now. He's the one carrying WWE to because without him, I think WWE will lost. I'm talking about millions of fans, followers, because he's making it happen. He said, there's a portion of my career where I will either read a script or just a script as much as possible. For a while now, especially since I came came back since SummerSlam, I'm not scripted. I say what I want to and say what I feel. If it comes out of my mouth, it's my verbiage. I come up with it and deliver it. I don't know why they edited it out. I think it's... I think it raised some eyebrows. I don't get in trouble. The gimmick is as close to being real as possible. Even if they try to say something to me, I wouldn't have cared anyway. What are you going to do? Not have me on SmackDown next week like I did before in SummerSlam last year. I'll go home. doesn't matter to me. Let's see how they do without me. So pretty much, I don't know if he's still playing his character or that's the real him. He knows he has WWE by the balls. Because if he decides, like, oh, you're going to edit me, you you got a problem from my, what I'm saying that's coming from my heart, I'll go home. And he doesn't care if he has to give up the bill or not. He knows that nobody can carry WWE at this present moment. No one, not even a Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? WWE right now is st- tries to stop so many wrestlers from becoming bigger than the company that right now they have a guy of Roman Reigns who thinks he's bigger than the company. And in reality, he is. And I'm going to tell you why the Anai family and the legacy has been in WWE for years. We're talking back since 1978, Samoa, the Wild Samoans. These guys have been around for ages. And they're the one who I think it's, it's, like, a, it's like a mafia type in wrestling. They know all the all they members at one point or the other had success in WWE. And right now, one of the... So while someone's son right now is on top of the game and he's saying it, if they don't like it, he could go home and he's going to go home. He's not going to care. I'm sure he has made millions of dollars. You know, I mean, it'll be a breach of contract if you try to go home, but he knows that WWE, you know, if they decide to play hardball with him, they're not going to be able to, they, they'll be in trouble because right now, Roman Reigns, the biggest thing going on and making bringing SmackDown those two, almost those two million viewers a week. But imagine if Roman Reigns had decided, look, you didn't like what I said. I'm going home. Do it. Let's see what you're going to do. Let's see how your ratings are going to do. It's incredible when I saw this. I'm like, wow. So right now it looks like Roman Reigns is bigger than the company. Anyway, let's go to AEW. A former Impact champion makes her AEW debut on Dark this past week. Kiara Hogan, who um, we knew that she probably was going to end up either in AEW or NXT. But right now, I don't think nobody's going to go to NXT after what's been going on there. Uh, she makes her the AEW debut. 
Um, I think she lost the uh, Tashida. So, and I knew she was coming there. For first of all, Kiara Hogan, her girlfriend is Yamante from uh, used to be part of with Elise. Um, so they are a couple. So she's I knew she was going to end up going there. Um, so it's it's nice to see that she's in AEW, not because it's AEW. If she would have went to NXT, look at the mess that's going on there. So it would not be good for her. Um, also, AEW suspended Matt Caster for two months without pay. Uh, a lot of people are not happy with this. They're saying that, you know, somebody even went, uh, I mean, I couldn't believe what I saw. Somebody went as far as to pull the race card, talking about, oh, because he's a black man. Are you stupid or something? The race card has nothing to do with this. Tony Khan. It's not white. It goes to show you that some of these wrestling fans are dumb as hell. They're pulling out the race car. He got suspended for two months without pay. And guess what? First of all, you have to be very careful today what you say, especially if you are a public figure, whether it could be in wrestling, it could be in baseball, basketball. Whatever. You have to be very careful what you talk about, especially when um, an Olympic gymnastic, uh, I, I don't have her name in my head right now, had some mental issue and she bowed out of the Tokyo Olympics because she was having health, health, mental issues. But you go and start rapping about, you know, uh, mental issues and call the girl's name out. That got edited too in YouTube. Tony Khan did not know that he had said that until he reviewed it. And Matt Cassis deserves to get suspended. Actually, his pay should be given to charity that are fighting, fighting mental health issues. And people are like, oh, that's wrong. This is this. No, because it, you know, society today, there's something wrong with people today. They have no empathy for uh, for for people who are suffering from health, uh, mental health issues or people suffering from any kind of issues. People are like wrestling, especially wrestling fans, oh, who cares? No, it does care because that happened to your family member and whatnot. Mental health issue is not a joke. And when Max Caster did that on the AEW Dark, yeah, he deserves the two months suspension. Maybe he'll think about when he writes his lyrics. Okay. But first of Max Caster, I always feel that he's a John Cena wannabe. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, the, the, you know I, I don't, I don't, I don't. And he's not all that, to be honest. He's not, he's not a, all, all that has come to wrestling. But I don't know. But, then again, you know, this is this is not the issue whether he can wrestle or not. The issue is what he said. It's talking about, you know, certain subjects that you shouldn't be talking about. Now, the next topic is the NXT recently not signing Wheelie Yuta raised a lot of flags and changes were were coming. Wheelie Yuta tried out to be in NXT and he wasn't picked. And I think I saw that article where people around there saying they were a wrestler who WWE did not take and whatnot, and he impressed a lot of people. While uh, I believe Mick, uh, McMahon was there also on the tryouts, and then he picked them. And I obviously, to be honest with you, I'm happy that they didn't take Willie Yuta. not because it's an AEW, because I don't even know oh, you an AEW mark now, because before he went to AEW, he was a Ring of Honor having great matches with Jonathan Gresham. Okay. And then he was in, he competed, I think, at the Lions Cup in New Japan. The guy is amazing. Yes, he loses matches or whatever, but he's amazing. He's still young. He's a young guy. So the 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 
the word around was that three NXT talents said that the company not signing Yuta was a shock and that they could tell major shift was coming to the brand when a guy like that didn't get picked up despite clear interest for Ring of Honor and AEW. That, what that tells you? That tells you that these that there was changes. NXT to me is that. NXT, I mean, it peaked on, uh, I remember it was in uh, 2019. I mean, they... From 2014 to 2019, there were some amazing matches there. The Adam Cole versus Finn Balor, the, 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 those two matches. The, the Gargano and Ciampa matches, those were awesome. The, 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 the war games, the, uh, all that stuff. I mean, they were, if they were around all those wrestlers that were in that roster during that year, if they were still around right now in NXT without being moved to the main roster, AEW will have a hard time. I'm, I'm being honest. AEW would have had a hard time. But, you know, they McMahon doesn't care. I, I keep saying it. I think they're selling. They, I think they're selling. But there's no way in the world you do all this stuff and, you know, you, you just you just don't care. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, so what is going to happen with NXT? That is the question I'm still wondering and whatnot. And where's going to be WWE as for now? So, you know, they need a lot of fixing. WWE needs a lot of fixing. Uh, I, I haven't watched Raw. i watched a couple of things. Raw. I'm glad that Kerry Crow finally be, beat uh, uh, Jeff Hardy. He should have beaten him the first time. So I don't know what type of, of uh, storylines they got for him. He's walking around with the NXT title. Does that belt even mean anything anymore? I, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but right now, we don't have to worry about WWE. We got enough, enough wrestling on the professional wrestling side that we could enjoy. And now Rampage debuting Friday, which I will have. Uh, I'm not going to do a, a, a Rampage review. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on the Rampage matches because it's only going to be an hour. So it's only two matches. I'll be talking about that during this weekend. But I'm glad I'm back, guys. I, again, I apologize for not putting behind the curtain last weekend. Um, There's a lot of things going on. I came back, then I got sick. I recuperated. I'm good. Uh, uh, and um, I'm back. So Chokeslide Wrestling Report will, is back, and we will continue. Until then, guys, again, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel, which I haven't had it done chance to do a video there's a lot of things going on um so i check that out I'll subscribe to the channel the youtube channel the chokeslam wrestling report you can find me also on the wrestling index blog there you can see you can find my um my podcast in there um so guys check it out until then guys be safe um also before i go i forgot to mention uh if you guys want to grab apparels the map of the podcast baseball cap, the t-shirts, you can go to tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. And check out the apparel on the website. You can also register for the website. You're going to be able to, um, once you register the website, you'll be able to go to my YouTube channel and my audio podcast and listen to all the shows or watch all the shows that I've done. Until then, guys, thank you very much. For supporting me, I will see you guys on Sunday for Behind the Curve. Until then, 
Be safe. Bye.